Three, two, one. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the 20s and 20 podcast, where we cover everything you need to know about your 20s in only 20 minutes. I'm Mallory Metz, and this is as good as it gets. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of 20s and 20. I'm Mallory Metz, and today I'm so excited. We have a skincare guru, a TikTok star. We have Young Ya. Hello. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me, Mallory. So excited to have you here. Why don't you go ahead, introduce yourself to the listeners, tell them your name, age, what you do, who you are, what you're famous for. <laughs> I don't know about famous, but let me just <laughs> do my intro. Hi, everyone. My name is Young Ya. On social media, I'm Ya 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 Young. I'm a skincare guru. I'm 30 years old. I do everything from Instagram, TikTok, a little bit of YouTube, and I just make content about skincare. I love your skincare content. I honestly see you on my for you page all the time. And I was like, <laughs> I just need to DM this man and see if he would come on my podcast. Thank so, you. <laughs> I'm so excited that you're here. First and foremost, I want to talk a little bit about you. So I guess outright, how did you get into skincare? What made you become the skincare guru? Yeah, so basically I'm Korean. In the Korean culture, skincare is like a huge thing, you know? And like Asian people, they have this whole dreamy look of having like poreless skin, like pearly white snow skin and everything. So I basically grew up into this. All my friends and family around me were doing skincare since like however young they were. Ever since I was in elementary, I did my skincare. It was super basic, just cleanser, moisturizer, sunscreen. But in middle school was when it kind of changed because you know puberty and then all this acne came out of nowhere and so like <laughs> a little by little I was kind of freaking out and it got to the point where I begged my mom to take me to a dermatologist because my forehead was just super gnarly there was so much acne on there and it just kept growing and growing I tried all these at-home treatments I tried over-the-counter products and it didn't work so when she finally took me to the dermatologist it was crazy it was just one visit she did this really insane procedure where she like numbed my forehead with this cream and then she got like this metal scraper that's like shaped like a U and she scraped it across my forehead and what was crazier is like as I was lying down there was like a mirror right so I can see <laughs> myself so I can see her scraping my forehead with this thing and I can see all the pus and like at least like a layer or two <laughs> of my forehead skin was just coming straight off <laughs> She gave me this three, four day treatment to just do a cleanser thing at home. After like a week, after all the scabbing healed, <laughs> my forehead was completely clear. And I was like, what is this sorcery? So ever since then, I started really delving into skincare. Huge dermatology guy. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like that is the age though, where you go to a dermatologist and they're like, if you just tried washing your face, it would make a really big difference. And when you're 13, you're like, I never thought about that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you obviously have had a much more extreme experience that you were like, this is remarkable. And then how did you become so knowledgeable today? Was it all just self-taught just through intrigue? Did you go to school for skincare? Is this just YouTube university? How did you educate yourself? 100%. You know, in like middle school and high school, the internet wasn't that popping yet. Wikipedia was a thing, but the information was so sketch back then. But I just kind of watched YouTube completely. Michelle Fawn, Bub's Beauty, all the OGs of skincare, you know, the original skincare gurus, they taught me so much from the ground up. Because if I went to the library in high school, there were books on dermatology and skin, 
but it was so complex at the time and it was so confusing and at the same time like when i tried to look online for other resources or blogs to read over they were all like very professional grade so it's very hard to kind of follow along so once it came to youtube my best example is michelle fun she made it so easily digestible to break down every single skincare step skincare products and methods and everything. It was just absolutely easy to learn. As the years went on, more and more skincare influencers were going onto the social media scene and then more information was just spinning all around. And then eventually after college and I started working in a couple companies here and there, I landed in a skincare company. So that's when like I really started to learn more about skincare, like more specifics. Yeah, I feel like back in the day, you open up a textbook about dermatology and it's like, this is what to look for for melanoma. It's not like, how do I get rid of the blackheads on my nose? Exactly. So then you were seeing these influencers. They obviously started to get a rise. And then beauty influencers came about, skincare influencers. And then what made you say, hey, this is something I'm passionate about. This is something I want to do. And then how did you ultimately take your passion and then start to really get a following around it? Was the following recent? Have you always had a following? Let's talk a little bit about that. A lot of my friends around me, they would always ask me, hey, young, like a lot of skincare questions. And I started realizing, hey, I really like doing this. And I've been kind of doing skincare for a long time. And, you know, I spent countless hours watching and listening to all these other skin influencers and building upon my own knowledge about skincare. So I was like, why don't I just try to do this like full time? So once I started doing it as a hobby, it kind of grew, you know, I started my Instagram, I started a small YouTube and started growing like little by little. But then I feel like the time when I started Instagram and YouTube was a bit too late. By that time, it was so saturated in the market, you know, like everyone was a skincare guru, everyone was like a cosmetic or a beauty expert. So there wasn't really much difference if I joined the scene too. But then the one thing that a lot of people told me that was different was they said that the way I made skincare or the way I explained it to them was very entertaining. Like you either make it fun or you make it funny. So I was like, oh, I guess that's kind of different because everyone was making skincare so serious at the time. Why would people even want to try to do skincare if you're kind of making it scary and such like a step-by-step type of thing? So that's when I started making more funny content. On Instagram, it didn't really pop off that much. It took me like three years to build 9K followers. But then on TikTok is when it like super blew up. And then that's when everything just started happening. (laughs) That's when you found your fame today. No, I totally get what your friends were saying about... It is fun and funny to watch. And when you're researching like skincare or even beauty tips, you want it to be fun. Like your skincare routine shouldn't be like flossing your teeth. Like it shouldn't be something you dread. It should be something you're excited to do and you're eager to see results and you have fun with. So really want to dive into today's topic, which is obviously going to be all about skincare, all about these skincare tips, what 20 year olds out there can be doing to help their skin. Let's dive in. So first and foremost is skincare routines. Do they need to have them? Is there a difference between night and day? And what is that beginner starter skincare routine if you had to give it to someone? So I definitely think it's important to have a separate nighttime and daytime routine. I'd say the only main difference is just the actives that you introduce into your skincare. So obviously during the daytime, since you're going into the sun, you wouldn't necessarily want to use ingredients that are photosensitive or that will make your skin going through some type of exfoliation process. For daytime, I definitely recommend a lot of products that help reinforce UV protection. So anything from sunscreen to vitamin 
sees nothing photosensitive. But for nighttime, you want to really focus on the actual repair process or any type of skincare issues you want to address. So depending on what that is, if you have really oily skin, retinols, BHAs, if you have pore issues, the niacinamide and retinols, you know, so there's a lot of different combinations. But for people starting with skincare, just get a solid cleanser, moisturizer and sunscreen. In my opinion, those three products are going to be the hardest ones to really find where you can actually mm -hmm. incorporate it on a day-to-day -day basis. Every skincare influencer and every dermatologist is always like sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. Sunscreen is the flossing of a skincare. It like really is. <laughs> it's like the thing you know you have to do, but you dread it. Like it's just a nuisance and it really shouldn't be. You should find that product that doesn't make your skin have white marks or feel greasy. That just feels like another moisturizer, honestly. Exactly. And then the next thing I really wanted to talk about was your thoughts on skincare at different ages. You know, what should teens be doing? What should people in their 20s be doing? What should people in their 30s be doing? And then what are your thoughts on these products marketed with an anti-aging or something in mind? When does that actually matter? Ooh, it's kind of difficult because for teens, your skin when you're in your teens is just absolutely haywire. It's crazy, you know, because mm -hmm. you're going through puberty, you're going through a lot of activities and most people in their teens don't really have a skincare routine or they don't really care yet. So I think the most important thing in your teens is to really solidify those three products, the cleanser, moisturizer, and sunscreen, but it's to experiment as much as you can for your skin. I think the biggest thing that people lack is experimentation to figure out what works for their skin. So in your teens, you should definitely just experiment as much as you can with your skin and learn as much as you can. Now in your 20s, that's when you should actually start with any type of preventative work. So like sunscreen, minimizing your pores, or if you're focused on like oil control, or you really have a lot of irritation and sensitivity, you should pick one of those three and focus in that field with the addition of some type of preventative slash anti-aging aspect. Now, when I say anti-aging, it's not necessarily like if you have wrinkles and stuff, how do you remove the wrinkles? Anti-aging is more about preventing all those things beforehand so that you don't have to figure out the solution when it actually happens. So any mm -hmm. type of, you know, like niacinamide or even a very controversial ingredient is collagen. Collagen mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily get absorbed into your skin, but it does settle on top of your skin and it does fill in those lines to prevent any type of creatine or crinkling in your skin to further prevent any more wrinkles. And of course, other ingredients like peptides are great and introducing retinols at that time is super good too. But when you're in your 30s, that's when you should technically have a specialized focus on what your skincare routine is because by then you should be able to figure out what type of skin you have, what your skin is like on a day-to-day -day basis, like in the morning and then how your skin is at night. And you should really focus in on the areas that you have. For instance, I just turned 30. The only real issues I have are my pores and my crow's feet and like tiny wrinkles here and there. But I have other friends who have major, major issues with like melasma and like sunspots already, but they're like in their early mm -hmm. 30s. So like we have very different routines since we have different issues while we're aging. Realistically, now that I've started TikTok and talked to a lot of people, like I realize most people don't even have a skincare routine, even into their like mid 30s, you know, so I tell them it's okay, yeah. you know, it's, it's never too late to start just since you have a job and you have like the budgetary means to actually start 
and buy products just start experimenting with your skincare and then you'll be able to pick it up a lot faster and that actually really is a great transition into my next question which is why are most men so adverse to having a skincare routine like you'll talk to a guy and he'll have a super nice face wash like a 40 dollars <laughs> face wash and then doesn't moisturize yeah like oh. what are your thoughts on that i'm gonna get so flamed for this but oh my god okay it's just <laughs> guys just don't care like honestly like they just don't care what they look like or what their skin is like unless they're in an industry where their looks are very important so like acting is important modeling is important if you're in the beauty industry in general with like cosmetics is very important anything else guys just don't care all my guy friends they're like young like we know how important it is. You explain to us every freaking time we meet up, but we just don't care. <laughs> and at the end of the day, it's just true. Yeah, no guy is going to have a skincare routine who still uses three-in-one shampoo. Oh, so <laughs> another question that I think is so relevant to today and everybody's dealing with it is tips to deal with mask acne. Ooh. Adults who've never had acne before, all of a sudden, since we have to wear masks on the daily, they're starting to get acne. They're like, what is going on? The misconception, is that acne is only caused by oils and bacteria. Technically, that's mm -hmm. true at the base of it, but there's actually many, many causes of acne. So with mask knee, it's mainly caused by the change of humidity within the mask. So the environment, it's keeping your skin moist under that mask, which can cause and harbor even more bacteria, or it's the friction. So most people don't understand that like a lot of rubbing on your face can actually cause acne also. So that's why you see a lot of sports people who wear those sports headbands. They actually have a lot of bumps and acne underneath that area because of the friction caused portion of the acne. The most important thing is to figure out what is the cause of the acne first. And then you can tackle what the solution is because the solutions for acne is so complex. It's never one size fit all. It's highly individualized for acne solution. Let's talk through some of these surprising factors that people people may not know are affecting their skin. Some of the ones that I thought of were pillowcases, like people, you need to be washing your pillowcases frequently. Ooh, yeah. I've heard car air filters. <laughs> I, that could be, that could be fake news. Oh, man. And then I wanted to get your thoughts on dietary consumption. You know, I hear some people say cheese and milk have an effect. Mm -hmm. And then I hear other people say that has no effect. Let's talk about so it. So for me, changing your pillowcase, I think that's very important. I started doing that at a very young age, actually. Ever since I first got my acne, I realized once I started changing out my pillowcase, my acne lessened a lot. I've always been a firm believer in making sure that whatever you sleep on or whatever's touching your face should be clean. So obviously, <laughs> I can't wash my pillowcase every day so i have these hand towels so i just lay a hand towel on top of my pillow every day and, I, and then i swap it out every day that is very yeah, it's too, yeah now the car air fresher thingy i don't really know about that <laughs> I mean, the very first time I swapped out my own cabin air filter in my car, I realized, oh my God, there's so much mold and dust in there and like all this like external debris. Yeah. So I was like, maybe that could be a thing, honestly, but I can't confirm. I think that's fake news. Let's yeah, we'll just news. yeah, I don't think it'll make that big of a difference <laughs> at the end of the day. When it comes to stuff like dairy or internal consumption stuff, it's kind of like the Eastern mentality. You are what you eat and whatever you put in your body will reflect outwards. So it's true to a certain extent, but I don't think it should be so highly focused on. Because if you look around us, people eat a wide variety of diets, whether they drink a lot of dairy or they eat a lot of cheese or they eat fast food every day. Some people just have perfect skin for the rest of their lives. So 
if it does、mm-hmm. affect you in a negative way, certain foods that you eat, then I say, of course, change your diet and then see how things change. But it shouldn't be like the main focus on your skin. What are your thoughts on vitamins or supplements to help your skin? When it comes to supplements, like supplements are exactly that. They're there to supplement your dietary intake. So the majority of your nutrition, your vitamins, and everything should be coming from whole foods. You know, like fruits and veggies and whatever other foods that you eat on a day-to-day basis. If you add in supplements, I always tell people, especially when I recommend them, they're not miracle workers. They're not like take it once and then you're cured or anything like that. They're there to just kind of help fill in the cracks of your dietary intake that you've been missing. Young, I really want to get your opinion. I've listed out six or seven cult skincare trends that are. Either going viral right now, getting hate right now, getting lots of love right now. <laughs> oh boy! And we'll just start at the top. So first and foremost, what are your thoughts on the ordinary? The ordinary, absolutely love them. They've really helped introduce a budget-friendly way of trying all these advanced style skincare. So absolutely love them. Okay, Saint I. Ah,、uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I use it. I don't recommend other people to use it, but. Like I said again, I use it. I just want to showcase to people that there are products that some people use that maybe hated upon, but work great for them. You know, so that's why I、right. show people that I use Saint Ives. The other trend I've been seeing go viral is people coating their face in petroleum jelly and going to bed. Yeah, I mean.、Ugh. It works for some people, and it doesn't work. Like for me, it doesn't work, unfortunately. Yeah, and then Cerave. It's great that they're like the pioneer of normal skincare. They're like the standard of it,、mm-hmm. but they aren't like the god king of the skincare industry. You know, it just so happens that the marketing is very strong. If you want to start anywhere, though, then of course Cerave is probably the most reasonably recommended one. Also, on a separate note, I heard that Cetaphil has been getting a lot of hate lately. I really. Don't Don't, like I know where it comes from, but Cetaphil really is not that bad. People are just like nitpicking at the ingredients, but、mm-hmm. I always tell people ingredients should be one factor of looking into a product and brand. But at the end of the day, it's the actual experience and your reaction to the product. Yeah. yeah. This other one that's a trend is that like Mario Badescu face spray. Oh man, this might be kind of controversial.、Say、like、it. when they had steroids <laughs> in their spray back then. I actually like the formulation a lot more. Now it was a lot、mm-hmm. stronger, and I guess not safe for people. But personally, for me, it worked really well. Now the formulation, it's very lackluster. I don't like it. It just feels like I'm spraying scented water on my <laughs> face. It's just weird. I don't like it. And then I know this is another one. I think you're a big fan of is witch hazel. I personally <laughs> love witch hazel. What most people don't realize is that back then, witch hazel used to be extracted with alcohols. So of course, it's very strong, very astringent. But nowadays, the The way they extract witch hazel now is very different and it's very gentle, so you only get the benefits of witch hazel from it. You know, so the whole myth about it being super drying out and astringent—that's like a back then thing, like decades ago when Thayer's first came out. I think、mm-hmm. witch hazel is a beautiful、yeah. ingredient; it's so good. And then black peely masks. Oh man, <laughs> I've had like a huge issue with them. I've made so many Instagram videos and TikToks for people who want to use it to just try it. You can go ahead, but for the mass majority, I recommend so many other products that are. Way better alternatives for your goals than the black peel off masks. And then every episode, I end with talking about pet peeves relative to the subject we've been talking about. So today, I obviously think it's around skincare or beauty influencers or skincare influencers. I would love to hear some of your pet peeves that you have. 
I'd say the most important thing for me right now is like with TikTok, a lot of viral videos are the ones that are completely fake. So it's like, please, like, I know maybe it's your full time job to do social media. And, you know, the only videos that really do well are like those, oh my God, viral, like, I can't believe it type of videos. But, you know, when it comes to the skincare industry, we are supposed to entertain and make things fun. But you got to put out real information. Don't put out information just because you think it'll get views. And don't put out information that you don't know is 100% true, you know? So let's keep things more progressive. Let's educate people in a positive way. And don't just try to go for the views. Yeah, I love that. Clickbait is a real it's a issue huge sometimes. Issue. I mean, it works though. Well, Young, this is really great. Thank you so much for coming on. You're so fun. Like your friend said, I think that's one of your great differentiators against yeah. influencers. And I'm excited. Thank you so much. So Super fun. I loved it. Thank you so much for no coming problem. on. No problem. Thank you for inviting me. I really love this. If you enjoyed today's podcast, go to our Instagram, follow us, give us a like, give us a shout out, tell your mom, tell your grandma, and leave us a comment. Thanks for joining us.